In the previous session, we looked at digitizing information using punch cards and talked about limitations with punch cards. That is, a punch card is not a computer, but a mechanical device. It has a lot of hardware um, and when configured cannot be changed. Due to li these limitations, stored program computers were then invented to overcome the limitations. These were electronic computers with a special device called the central processing unit, which performed instructions stored in computer memory. That is, now programs and instructions that are performed were no longer based on wires and hardware configuration, but rather in memory, now making them soft, hence the term software. The electronic computer solved the rewiring problem by using this special device called the central processing unit, which performs the instructions stored in memory. This effectively, as mentioned before, changed instructions from hard wires to soft, that is using memory bits. This meant that programs can be changed rapidly simply by looking by loading new instructions into memory. Program can be more complex, right? Being only limited by the size of the memory now. And again, computations can be autonomous now without needing a person to attend to it, um, such as what we, we had in punch cards, where a person had to feed the punch card reader with a punch card. Okay. With this, it became popular and then it was being used by governments and big institutions. There were, however, some limitations to stored program computers. That is, these original computers were enormous, filling entire rooms. Right? For example, the first electronic computer, ENIAC, that was created was built at the University of Pennsylvania, USA. This ENIAC filled the whole room as seen in an image. So institutions and universities were the only, there were only institutions that could afford this computer. Now, it seems obvious today that people needed and wanted computation, but this wasn't the case previously. First of all, we just talked about any other field rooms. How many individuals can afford and make room for such a computer that will probably take a whole room to just operate these computers? So for the first 15 years, it was rocky for personal computers. First of all, this is because the first personal computer that was invented in 1973, known as the Porto, was too expensive. Right? It was never sold because it cost $40,000. And how many individuals could actually afford this price? Again, uh, with improvements, personal computers became affordable. However, there was still resistance, especially from the older generation, due to inherent fear. The younger generation, however, easily accepted computers, thus beginning a generational gap which continues today. Let's continue in the next session and find out more about the internet.